Welcome to the Christian Coach Podcast, where our mission is to serve coaches through conversations so they can lead like Jesus. I'm Gian Lemmy, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chad Simpson. Hey, Chad, how's it going? Hey, Gian. Chad, today I had the privilege of talking to a, another fellow uh, head coach here at Liberty, um, Trevor Johnson. Um, he's been the head coach here at Liberty now for three years with the volleyball team, the women's volleyball team. And he has such a unique story of how he grew up playing volleyball, um, and how he, he ended up playing volleyball instead of baseball and other sports. Um, and then after he graduated college, Chad, he went and started coaching. He's the only player, and we talked a little bit about that, but the only player in NAIA history to win a national tournament as a player, as an assistant coach, and a head coach. And after that, he moved on, and he had some uh, assistant coaching stints at Texas A&M and Baylor. And that's how he met Ian McCall, our current AD here at Liberty, but he worked with Ian McCall also at Baylor when he was there. What did you like about this episode? Yeah, I love the I love the part you get to hear a little bit about Trevor's mentor and his and his life and um, how much of an impact that made on him. And I know just for me that there's been so many um, mentors that have been a part of my my professional life, um, and you know some have been for for six months and some have been for three years plus. And uh, I know it's been so, so helpful for me to, to have those uh, people a step ahead that, that I can follow and, and look up to. Yeah, I, I really like that story, Chad. And coach, I want to tease out one more topic. Trevor was able to coach men and women at the, at the college level. And he has a great way to remember the difference between coaching men and women. And we can't wait for you to hear this interview right now. Coach Trevor Johnson, thank you so much for being on the Christian Coach Podcast. As you know, you listen to a lot of the episodes. Our first question is always, what does it mean to you to be a Christian coach? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for, for having me on here. And you've had some awesome guests before. So I'm just, I'm very humbled to be here. Um, you know, I think for me, um, it's just, it's being able to share, you know, about my character, uh, more so with how I conduct myself. Uh, than what I say. And, uh, you know, I, I think our goal is, is to glorify Christ. And um, that's through our work. That's all interactions that we have, and which I know is hard. Um, but uh, I think our, our goal is, is to do that. And, and our kids see that, you know, our, our student athletes see that, our families see that at home. Uh, so I think it's just being authentic, you know, and just being real, uh, who we are and with others and with Christ, you know, and I think that's, uh, that's important. So everything we do, hopefully, should be to glorify Christ. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, Give us a little bit of your background. Volleyball for men is not a very popular sport in the United States. How did right. you get it started and not take us to your journey now all the way up to Liberty? Yeah, yeah, it's not a very popular sport. Um, however, in California, it's, it's pretty big. Almost every high school has a, a boys volleyball team. So it's kind of normal for us to have. Um, I started actually, my brother um, played in high school and um, he tried out, made the team freshman year. And so I was like 10 or 11 and he'd come home and, and just whatever he learned that day, we would go outside and just practice. So we would, uh, he'd teach me how to pass, how to sit, how to hit. And so we just pepper back and forth for, you know, a good hour each day. And so that's, that was my first, you know, inclination of volleyball. I grew up playing baseball and football and basketball. And um, so that was my first time playing volleyball. And then we found like a summer beach league um, there in California. And so I did that and 
Uh, I guess I was, I did so well that their, the club coach asked me to come play for their club. Um, so I did that at age 12 and, and there wasn't, there wasn't a 12s team. So I was playing with 14s and 16s and, uh, you know, my job was to put a tough serve in and I kind of hide in the corner. So I didn't, I didn't want to get hit with the ball. So, uh, you know, that's at age 12, but, uh, yeah, I always grew up playing against older kids and, and, um, older people. And so I think that helped me learn a, a lot quicker, the speed of the game and, and, uh, you know, how to, how to play volleyball and increase my volleyball IQ, um, played in high school, uh, played in club, um, the summer before my freshman year, baseball and volleyball, both in the spring. So, um, the summer before my freshman year, I was playing baseball and, uh, I went over 35. So that was my, uh, that was, that was God's way of saying, Hey, like baseball is maybe not your forte. So I still have a passion for baseball. I'm a huge Dodger fan. Um, uh, but yeah, just volleyball was it for me. And so played it, uh, all throughout high school, played club, went to a volleyball camp at UC Santa Barbara. Uh, at the time, the Cal Baptist coach was there working the camp and, um, you know, the whole week I'm like, Hey coach, come watch me play, come watch me play. And he's like, yeah, 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 whatever. And so the last day you just play this big tournament and you rotate coaches. And, uh, so he was actually one of my coaches during one of those matches and I impressed him. And, and next thing you know, I'm at Cal Baptist. I had other offers from, Santa Barbara and UCLA, but um, those of course were walk-ons and obviously couldn't afford that. So yeah, about this was a little bit of a scholarship and I was stoked. And, and the fact that to be at a Christian university and still play pretty much a division one schedule, that there wasn't another, I think Hope International was the only other NEI men's team out there. So we were playing UCLA, Long Beach State, USC, Hawaii, BYU. So, you know, we played a pretty much division one schedule and did pretty well, you know, against them and just been blessed, you know, ever since. That's, that's great. Yeah. Um, fun story. I actually played volleyball throughout until high school. Okay. Um, I'm five, nine. So the only position I could play was a setter. Yeah. Awesome. Um, awesome. And one of my biggest mentors growing up was my volleyball coach. He was just so loving and hard on us at the same time that taught yeah. me that you can have both, you know, sure. you can show that you care and you can push people to be better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but with my height and I also played above my age group because I, I went to a small Catholic school all growing up. And so whenever they needed more players, they would bring in the 13 year olds to play in the, you know, the high school yeah. JV varsity teams. And I learned so much, but you worked, you know, you, you graduated, you, you started coaching, you have the, you're the only athlete, right. Who won an NAIA national tournament as an athlete, as an assistant coach, and a head coach. Is that correct? Very blessed, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you learn in each stage of that NAIA life that now you're bringing into a D1 as your first head coaching position in a D1 program here at Liberty? Yeah, well, one, I think just the different stages, right? Uh, I think one, just being an athlete, you know, what it takes to win a national championship. Um, you know, there's a lot of hard work. There's a lot of days where like, man, like, I just don't feel like practicing today, you know, and just learning how to grind through those days, you know, the, the dog days, quote unquote. So, um, yeah, I, I've been there as an athlete. I, I've, I've had the mental breakdowns of, do I even belong here? You know, like, am I even good enough? You know, for me, my identity was probably in volleyball. Uh, you know, 
I, I had no idea that it should have been in Christ. You know, our identity should be in Christ and, and volleyball is just something that we do and, and that we enjoy. So my whole identity was like, I got to win a championship. I got to win a championship. And, um, and so, you know, I was fortunate enough to do that, but uh, yeah, maybe my perspective was a little bit different, you know, back then. Uh, and then being an assistant, you know, kind of the in-between between the players and the head coach and, you know, what, what do I need to share with the head coach? What don't I need to share with the head coach? Uh, obviously being loyal to the head coach. Uh, th those are all things that I learned. Um, but I think just also being relatable to those guys and to those girls was, was very important to them. And that's what they needed. And, uh, you know, I wish I had that, you know, as a player as well, like someone I can just go to and just not vent, but just someone like, Hey, like just share life with, you know, and, and talk about, you know, how things are going back home. Uh, and then being a head coach now, um, you know, understanding that, Hey, I have, people that look up to me and, and I'm responsible for my assistants and also the players. And, and so how to keep those relationships strong. Um, you know, obviously that's a daily task and a, it's a daily thing that I give to Christ. You know, we have to, um, you know, pray for it continually that, Hey, that, that we continue to mentor these young girls. And, you know, if I'm just worried about the wins and losses, you know, I'm missing the big picture and there's a lot more life lessons to be learned, you know, in the game of volleyball. So, um, you know, I love meeting with our girls individually, you know, once every couple of weeks. And oftentimes it's at Starbucks or it's a coffee shop and, you know, just be like, hey, G, you know, how are you? You know, how's school going? Uh, how are you and I doing? What can I do better? Uh, I, I want them to feel like they have a say in our program. And, uh, you know, athletes don't care how much you know, they know how much you care. So that, that to me has been a staple of my ever since being an assistant to being a head coach, that, that's been my philosophy since, since day one. So I'm gonna value relationships for sure, but you know, I have to find that balance of love and accountability, like you were saying. So yeah, it's, it's been awesome, this journey of, of being a player, assistant, head coach, and I just, I've learned so much. Um, you actually coach both men and women at some yeah. stops in your career. Yeah. What are some big differences? And we have a lot of coaches who do the same in uh, smaller universities, sometimes in high school, they're coaching both men and women. What are some of the key differences that, you know, that you've found and then you explored in order to be effective in, with both genders? Yeah, it was tough. You know, for, for two or three years there, I was in season from August till May. And uh, so I, th thankfully, I have an awesome wife who supported me and loved me and, and took care of the family while I was gone. But uh, yeah, definitely a lot of sacrifices for sure. I think you can still teach the game of volleyball the same. Uh, maybe it's just the way that you say it sometimes. I think to the female athletes um, tends to go a longer way than, than with the men. And, uh, you know, I, I think girls have to have to bond to battle. And I think guys have to battle to bond. So, uh, you know, I think as long as you understand that, that, hey, there's a, there's a lot more things going on, you know, outside of the court. Uh, that matter, you know, on the women's side uh, compared to the guys' side. G guys can just get in a fight and, hey, they're, they're best friends afterwards and they move on. And, and uh, I think sometimes girls, we they tend to hold on to those those conversations a little bit longer. And, and yeah. uh, so we have to deal with those conversations head on. And, and oftentimes it's, yeah, it's uncomfortable, but those, that's, again, that's part of life and you have to learn how to deal with those those conflicts. So we talk about it weekly, you know, how to yeah. do it. So, yeah. yeah, that's a that's a great uh, point there, the bond to battle and battle to bond. Yep. Um, yep. You do a fun thing on social media called Tuesdays with Trevor. Yep. Um, what was the origin story of that? And how does that help you in recruiting or with the girls on the team right now? You know, just give us a little bit more into that. 
Yeah, good question. So originally it was for our fans and for the recruits just to kind of get an inside glimpse of, of what Liberty Volleyball is like. You know, I think sometimes they just sometimes see the results, you know, on the, on the webpage, but they don't see like the everyday grind or the everyday, here's what's going on with Liberty Volleyball, you know, so I think just keeping them up to date. Um, I know a lot of people have, have reached out and they, they love it, you know, especially our recruits. They, they like hearing from the girls' perspective. They like hearing from our assistants. Uh, you know, I have my, my, my kids on and so it's, uh, it's, been, it's been really good. But yeah, it's just, it's been a, a thing that's kind of taken off and, you know, we're always looking for people to, uh, to join me. So we'd love to have you on it one oh, day. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, I've, I've watched a few interviews that you've given that you talked about Marv Dunphy. Yeah. Um, he was your mentor. He's still your mentor. Give us a little bit more of his importance in your life and in your career. And why is it so important to have those kinds of people around you as you go through this coaching life? Well, first of all, Mar Marv is like a legend, you know, in, in the volleyball world, men's side and women's side. I know I just coached on the men's side, but did a lot of stuff with USA women. And, and he just, whenever you're with him, he just makes you feel 10 feet tall, you know, and, uh, He's always got like a little story that he's remembered about you. Like I was a camper uh, one time at his camp and I was, you know, probably 14, 15. And, and I remember, I remember, I remember telling him like, Hey, I'm your setter one day at Pepperdine. He's like, okay. And, but uh, for some reason he remembered my dad uh, and my dad was, uh, he was like, Hey, like, how's Mr. Johnson doing? And, or, Hey, how's your dad doing? So anytime I see him now, even now, he's like, Hey, Trevor, like, how, how's your dad doing? So, you know, for him just to remember that and just to go out of his way, uh, that, that to me is, is someone that like a great person, you know, like he actually cares about you uh, more so as a person than as a player. And, and that is, I wish I would have played for a guy like him, you know, but he's just obviously understands the game at a high level, but I think his ability to relate to young athletes. And if you watch him in the gym, there's no favorites with him. It's just, let's get after it. And uh, regardless of who you are, starter, non-starter, he's going to get on you. And uh, I think he does a good job of showing that love and accountability. That's great. Yeah. You, you mentioned your wife uh, in a few answers back um, that she had to break through a whole season um, of, you know, being a coach's wife. How have you and her been able to balance that um, the work and life and family? Because even though, you know, volleyball is just, it's considered a fall sport. It's a year round sure. still job, you know, you're recruiting and you just have uh, spring practice and all those things. What are some things that you've done as a family in order to continue to grow through the midst of all these long seasons? Yeah. So God's blessed me for sure with, with her and her dad, her dad recently passed away, but he was a, a pastor and uh, he would constantly pray for her and for us. I know for a fact. Um, so I think a lot of that has to do from, from him, but um, you know, for, for us, you know, we were first dating it was hard because I was still so very immature and uh, you know, she had her act together and, and uh, she had a career and I'm like, man, I'm such an idiot. Um, so luckily for me, I changed my ways uh, in a good way. Um, but I think for us just constantly praying, you know, for each other daily, uh, we pray for the kids daily. Um, you know, I think this pandemic has been great for us. Uh, it's probably brought us a lot 12, 13 years, I'm, I was pretty much gone every spring, you know, like every other weekend recruiting somewhere from Florida to California. And, uh, you know, so she just done an awesome job of just holding down the forward and, and taking care of the kids. 
you know, while I'm gone. And, you know, sometimes I feel like a stepdad because I, I feel like I've been always gone, you know, but uh, this pandemic has been awesome for my family. And, you know, we, we picked up disc golf as a family. So we do that now and, nice. and that's been fun. And, uh, but just getting to hang out with the family, you know, and the kids uh, has been good for our marriage, but also for my family as well. Yeah, that's great. I see a lot of books behind you on your bookshelf. Yeah. Do you have any books that you would recommend to a young Christian coach just starting that have helped you in this journey? Yeah. Um, man, there's like so many books <laughs> that I like. I'm just trying to think of right now. Um uh, Sorry for putting it on the spot. No, 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 no. Uh, so one of the good ones is by Tony Dungy called The Mentor Leader. Uh, I'm not sure if you read that one or not, uh, but that's that's a classic. I go to that all the time. Probably I just relate to that. Um, there's some other like non-faith-based ones, but all, all the um, John Gordon books are really good. Um, I think I have his whole collection. In fact, I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but I also like reading, you know, like John Wooden books and I'll read, um, you know, a lot of people that aren't, you know, Christian, uh, and just how their leadership, um, is and a lot of soccer books and, and, um, actually the inner game of tennis is really good yeah. for me. And I, I wish I would have taken sports psychology, you know, a little bit more serious in college. I, I wasn't interested in it at that time. And, I uh, just kind of flew by that course, but now looking back, it's, it plays a, a pivotal role, you know, in our program. So yeah, uh, just trying to read up more on motor, motor learning and, and how to, uh, you know, be better in practices. Yeah. yeah. Well, coach, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, we like to end with prayer. So how can we be praying for you and your family and your program? Yeah. Good question. Um, you know, I think for us continuing to trust the process, you know, um, you see success, uh, all over the campus, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's hard not to compare yourself, you know, to other programs and to other coaches. And lately I just been finding myself doing that. And, and I, and I've never been that, that way either. Uh, so that's, that's been new. Um, but, you know, just continuing to invest in our program and our girls and, uh, continue to trust that, you know, God's got a plan and, and we know that tough times don't last, but tough people do. So, uh, just continuing to trust his will. Well, let's go to prayer. Awesome. Dear Jesus, thank you so much um, for this time with Coach Trevor. Um, thank you for his leadership here the last few years with the volleyball program at Liberty. Um, we've seen tremendous growth in that program already. Lord, we know that as we focus on the process and we focus on you and seeking your presence on a daily basis, that that, that you will be near us, that, that you show us what true success really is. Um, and Lord, I, I pray that Trevor's family will will continue to grow closer together as the, his kids now start becoming teenagers. Uh, Lord, that you give him and his wife patience in order to guide them in a way that honors you always. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 That, uh, that was so good. Thanks so much for Trevor to come and share with us on the podcast. And I just love the quote when he was talking about the difference between coaching men and women and uh, how he said, for men, you have to battle in order to bond. And for, for women, you have to bond in order to battle. And um, for me, I, I coach both men and women here uh, at my NAI school. And um, I think when I first started, I was just going heavy competition and um, a, lot of, a lot of toughness for, for both the men and the women. And 
for example, we had our, our fit scores that, that they had to reach and just a lot of competition and, and charting and who's number one, who's number two and on down. And, and uh, I had a switch after a couple of years. And for the girls, I started doing more a combined score so that they could try to, to work as that, at that as a team rather than, you know, who's number one and who's number two. It's more we're, as a team, we're trying to reach these goals together. But I, I just love that. Um, bond, bond in order to battle for the for the female team. Yeah, um, that's a that's a great idea. Uh, he, those words make you remember it much more easily, um, and you can easily put them in put into action. The other thing I like, Chad, is the shout out he gave to the Inner Game of Tennis, the book. Um, and I know we as tennis coaches definitely read it, but that's such a great book for anyone of of any calling, really, not just coaches because it only talks about the mental side of things and, and, and having perspective and how, how to deal with pressure and that everyone in the real world is, is dealing with those things. So I really enjoyed that part of the conversation as well. Chad, again, what a great honor it is for us to be doing this, interviewing all the coaches. And coach, just remember, the mission field is right where you're at. <laughs>